So Matt, happy New Year's. It's New Year's Eve. Yeah, it really snuck up on me. We're saying goodbye to this to this year. This year, year of all years. Truly. And you and I have not spoken uh, on this podcast on the air together for something like 18 months. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a long, long while. Um, but we are coming back with brand new episodes for what we're calling season two. And um, I just want to hop on with you, dude, and have a just a quick discussion mm-hmm. about something that I'm that I'm like genuinely struggling with at this very moment. Okay, it's a it's a real conundrum that I have. Okay, I'm really curious. I I don't know what we're about to do. <laughs> well, you know a little bit about it because you basically helped me come to this idea of just doing my song a day project, my my tokenizing song a day project, and just like. Stop waiting around for like the perfect way and just just do it. Just like right. I should just start doing it. And we we went through a couple different permutations of maybe of like how to do it, mm-hmm. but I came up with this idea of like starting on January first, which for us sitting here now is tomorrow. Uh, like just tokenizing the very first song a day song, and then on January second, tokenizing the very second song a day song, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me aesthetically. It works aesthetically because it works because of like the 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 rhyme of it. You know, mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. I wrote my first song on January first, two thousand nine. I'm going to tokenize my first song on uh, January first, twenty twenty one. It would have been better probably if it was January first, twenty nineteen. Right, right, right. Ten years has a nice ring to it, but whatever. I don't. I don't know. I, I wasn't. <laughs> I, I wasn't ready then and Right. The best time to plant a tree is is now. Is now. Exactly. But the thing I'm running into is uh, so what platform do I use? I'm not right. going to do it myself. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm not going to like it's too much work and you know mm-hmm. there's these platforms that have fulfilled the promise that you know was only a dream really. Uh I I I remember speaking a lot about this dream 3 or 4 years you know 3 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um of just anyone being able to tokenize things very quite easily. Right. And one of the folks we've already spoken with for this season two of this podcast is um, Alex, Alex from, Rarible, yeah. from Rarible. So like I've narrowed it down basically to Rarible and Super Rare, and I have, I have no idea how to choose. You know, the thing that I did today is I just went on both, because um, I have a, of course, I have a MetaMask wallet, but I went... I went and I just signed up like brand new accounts on both of them to see what that process felt like here, here in nearly 2021. Mm-hmm. And, and I can tell you, it's very different than it was, you know, back the first time I made, when I made my MetaMask wallet back in 2017, which of course was like this very, confu- I had literally had to have someone hold my hand the whole way. <laughs> um, literally. And I, and I still get nervous using MetaMask. Oh, of course. Um, <laughs> but now, you know, now both both Rarible and um, Super Rare use Formatic. Mm-hmm. Um, what is Formatic? So, which again is a is a company that that um, fulfills a dream. I think that that we spoke spoke about for many years, which is it's basically walletless wallet essentially. Is this the one with the uh, phone number? Yes. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I have thoughts about the security profile of um, like phone-based wallets, where it's like they text you a code or something to confirm a yes. transaction. Yeah, Actually, in my case, yeah, they were they were emailing, but yeah, it's the okay. same thing. You can do text yeah. or phone. I, I have thoughts about that. 
if it works, it works, you know, like, I guess at the end of the day, onboarding is, is, is definitely a priority. That's the thing. And so the, the way I was approaching it was both from a perspective of like an artist who's never done this before. Mm-hmm. And also like a fan of mine is like, I, I don't want to just sell my songs to just right. crypto people. And, and I'm telling you, there's, there's many fans of mine who maybe would want to do this and are not going to figure out mega MetaMask. Like right. it's just not going to happen. So, so while, well, of course, I share with you just from a even a very basic, <laughs> uh, you know. I, I honestly, I you know, I use two fat two factor on all of my things, and not the kind where they send you a thing, but the kind where you have like a the app that generates it. Yeah. Right. Um. So so I share your <laughs> I share your fear, mm. but it works honestly. Like it's and so the process basically is you just you give them it's you set up with a password. They text you a thing and then you're in. And then when you go and you try to buy something or you try to make something, uh, you are brought to a thing where basically you have to add you. You have a couple choices. You can you can add ETH that you already have. You can buy ETH right informatic with a credit card or you can use Apple Pay. Wow. That's actually a really cool um, integration and like very much bridges these two worlds right yeah and so and so you know okay so from my perspective as an artist both super rare and rareable seem to have a pretty straightforward way to do this Mm -hmm. so the next thing i started thinking about was um there's a very different philosophy and i think i think uh this is a philosophy that has existed again from the beginning of this space and there's a very difference and a big difference in philosophy between rareable and super rare, right? right? One is rareable is very focused on making the platform as accessible to as many artists and as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. And super rare is much more interested in a very curated, uh, you know, h- highest, highest quality aesthetic. I think that probably for me, and I'm curious what you think, like, I I would say I'm more in the openness camp. Like I want, I want, um, more people to be able to do this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, like aesthetically as like a Western, uh, democracy power to the people kind of person. (laughs) Right. Um, I'm, I'm on the side of Android. Right. And I want everyone to do all the things and unleash their creativity. Um, and then, sort of the corollary of course that i own an iphone because that shit's just better (laughs) right um like my life is better when i'm you know using this more curated experience right and so and so let's let's then and that and that idea feeds directly into um and this and actually the android apple comparison fits in this next step too very well which is you can go into OpenSea, right and you can because everything is a market in crypto, like literally everything. Um, I mean, literally, they are markets. Um, so you can go into you can go into OpenSea and you can sort by you know the volume and the 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 seven day volume, the total volume, the average price of things sold, mm-hmm. um, which is all interesting. The thing that I find the the two that I find the most interesting are the number of owners to assets, hmm. like how many owners how own how many assets, yeah. and, and what is the average price. Oh, interesting. So, so as you would expect, 
based on an Apple versus Android kind of thing, mm-hmm. which between Rareable and Super Rare would you think has a higher average price? Oh, interesting. And it's sort of weighted by how many assets have been produced. Correct. That's really interesting. Um, so which which do you think, if you had to guess? Right. My gut sense of like where the question is leading is that Super Rare is going to have lower volume but a higher average price. Correct. Um, but... I would not be surprised if there is a standout on the rareable side where someone permissionly, you know, permissionlessly is just like, I'm going to put this thing up and it happens to be, you know, a a wild success. Right. That I can't speak to exactly, but let me give you some numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, Super Rare has 2,332 owners, collectors, you know, if you can think of them that way. Okay. um, For 16,340 pieces. 16,000 pieces. Okay. Yes. On actually Super Rare. Really interesting that there are only 2,000 something collectors then to me. That that seems really interesting. Right? Uh, and the average price is 1.47 ETH. Wow. That's the average price, which, which yeah. is high. That's, That's pretty high. high. Yeah. Um, now to Rarible. Wearable doesn't give us a total assets on this site. And I think the reason for that might be because assets are just constantly being added because it's so open. Right. The way that feature almost certainly works is it's just counting the number of tokens that are stored in a one specific NFT uh-huh. contract. Because oh. um, Super Rare just has their one um, like SUPR uh, ERC721 token. Right. Same with Rarible. Um, the right. Rare, yeah. But I think on Rarible, you can also just add arbitrary 721 tr- contracts to this the site. This is true. This is true. Yeah. And so, if you were to do a count, you would have to sum up all of these contracts as tokens, um, as well as like the default rarity um, ERC721. Here's the interesting thing, though. I think we can infer. But that's just a guess. Yeah. We can infer by the number of owners how many mm. assets we might think there be there might be on Rarible. Okay. Because while Super Rare has 2,332 owners. Uh, to 16,000 assets. Rarible has 32,277 owners. That's the number of wow. people that own Rary tokens wow. as, as pieces. Um, that's actually really wild. Isn't that, that? That's sort of why I wanted to hop on here and talk is because when I looked at that, I was like, 32,000 people collecting crypto are and that's right. like by far if you can sort by um on open across s- all of those different assets exactly um right. or, or you know the only things that have more collectors than rareable on open are binance uh, uh, of like the bnb token i guess so i don't really know what some of these are because that's right. binance and then engine is engine. another e E-N-J-I-N, which I think... Oh, I, that's the video game asset. Thing, uh, right? Thing, yeah. So those have more. CryptoKitties has more owners. Okay. And then get this. I looked this up. This is crazy. Something called CryptoStamp. CryptoStamp. Immediately makes sense, right? People like to collect stamps. So oh. people like to collect... <laughs> but, but, but get this, Matt. Okay. You've been out of the game too long, buddy. Yeah. The Austrian post office. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Oh, I own has, one of those. Has issued crypto stamps, dude. Yeah, I think I own one of those actually. <laughs> That's funny. I totally you, forgot, and then I you, fucking shat on it. <laughs> you 
You are one of 153,028 people wow. that own, that bothered uh-huh. to own crypto stamps. Right. Why did How I, cool is that? Yeah, I got that because, so when, when I hear the name crypto stamps, I think of like a shitty generative art, like, haha, they look like stamps and you collect right. them thing. Right. But this is like a partnership with the Austrian, Austrian? Austrian government. Austrian, yeah. The post office. And... They have um, QR codes. Right. They're, they're like functional stamps. You can send something with it. Which is freaking cool. Right. And so like, I, I picked one up because of the you know historical memorabilia like yeah. aspect of that. Like, this is just really interesting. It's just, it's, it, it wouldn't be interesting if it weren't Austria, right? It, like, right, it's of just course. like, if just somebody did this, you know, Although, which is right, your first exactly. thing. It's the tie-in to the, to the real post office that makes that, it matter. Yeah. Which again, stories. Absolutely. You know, like. It's all about yeah. the story. And it's all sidebar stories are such like a an obvious thing to say for crypto um because of how like emotionally driven everything is but it's also like a trend in the stock market these days is like yeah the sort oh, of story right. redefining um valuations where it's not it's not you know ebitda or like a multiple right. of revenue it's just like your what tesla kind of story can this gonna, company exactly tell? right like oh, tesla yeah like if 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 apple had the the like EBITDA valuation. I'm not even saying that correctly. I don't know. EBITDA. I think it's EBITDA. 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 Yeah. yeah. I hear Scott Galloway, who's the guy who I Yeah, follow. that's he, where I'm getting all this information. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right. Scott, um, we could just regurgitate Scott right. Galloway on here. And, Which, yeah. like, to be fair, most of Twitter is just doing that. That and <laughs> Stratechery. Um, I also think that I also, I, I think that Scott Galloway probably has just, like, a team of people who who come up with a lot of his things and he's really good There's at There's no way. It. Anyway, right. I, yeah. I, I, the dude That's must be guess. on shrooms 24-7 to be making all of these connections. <laughs> right. Anyway. Um, yes. Anyway, go yeah. ahead. So You're absolutely story right. Stocks, yeah. right. So like that ties back into the story here. It's just like, yeah, yeah. what what is the narrative? What can you tell? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the connection to the actual post office is so cool. That's it. Yeah. That's the entire yeah. bit. That's the entire bit. Yeah. It wouldn't work. It would It would not have 153,000 owners 153,000. And, you know, the reason – so I'm trying to r- remember back to, to how – what the process was to acquire one of these. And I think it literally was just like a website that someone made where you clicked on a button and mm-hmm. it sent a MetaMask transaction. That's rad. Um, I mean – and and here's the thing, 153,000 people, even even 32,000 people on Rarible. Right. That's not all crypto people. It right. can't be. It can't be. You know what I mean? It yeah. it, it almost certainly is not all crypto people. Mm-hmm. Like like um, crypto native, you mean? Like people who yeah, yeah exactly. People who know what who who knew before they came to it. Right. Like Some of these the kind have of stuff to have that been we onboarding know. for like normal people who haven't done right. crypto who just want to do this thing for whatever reason. It, it makes me think of we also spoke to Jason Bailey for this season too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of Art Gnome fame, and one of the things that he said to us in the last season that we brought up again in this season is, you know, finding the collectors, finding the collectors for NFTs, it needs to expand beyond nerds like us, you know, who are who who obsess about this stuff and are interested mm-hmm. to 153,000 people who want a crypto stamp, like. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a surprisingly large number. That that when I looked at that, that was like the thing that for me I was like to this point of I want to be I want to be I want to be in the space in the NFT space where we are reaching out beyond the insular right. NFT nerd place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It seems 
clear to me that even though the average price is so much lower, the average price on Rarible is 0. 0.001 wow. ETH. And yet, mm-hmm. and yet, the seven-day volume, which, correct me, I don't really understand what that is. That's the, that's the amount of ETH that has exchanged hands right. in the last Some seven total. days. Right, some total, yeah. Is 825... ETH. 825 ETH. And is can you compare that to something like um, Super Rare or maybe OpenSea more generally? If I sort by seven-day volume on OpenSea, the only thing that has a higher seven-day volume is CryptoPunks. Wow. <laughs> wow. My mind is being blown with these numbers. Uh, so 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 just, just to reiterate this, Super Rare has 2,300 collectors at an average price of 1.5 ETH and a seven-day volume of 164 ETH. 164 ETH has changed hands in the last... Wow. That seems really respectable. Rarible has 32,000, average price much lower, Mm 0.001, and the seven-day volume is 825. That is... Wow. Incredible. I'm going to blow your mind with one more thing here. Okay. I want you to just guess how many owners there are of CryptoPunks. We know that there's 10,000 punks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How many people own CryptoPunks? I'm going to guess 7,000. But with the corollary that it might be the other direction and it's going to be something like 350. So, so your the your other direction hedge there was a was a was a smart bet, my friend, because it's 1,014 people. Wow. So one, so one thousand fourteen people own t- own all ten thousand. Right. I mean, I own one of them, so I'm right. one of those. You of own course. what, like a couple? Yeah, like five or six now. And yeah. I bet a bunch of those are like dead accounts from the early days. Yes. And so that that actually just increases that um, sort of the the amplitude of this this curve, where it's like even fewer people own fewer punks. That's really interesting. It is interesting, isn't it? Right. Um. So, you know, anyway, there's a great big world out there. But the volume on punks. Well, listen to this. The seven-day volume in punks. I mean, they it seems like they had a banner week. Yeah, there was that huge sale of the the attributeless punk. There's only eight of those. Uh, 1,076 in the seven-day volume. 1,076 ETH. Wow. What is that in, in... A number I understand. Seven hundred, seven hundred and ninety-three thousand dollars. Wow. Changed I, hands. Wow. I mean, for reference, Rarible had six hundred thousand, six hundred eight thousand mm-hmm, dollars mm-hmm. change hands. Wow. Yeah. So, I I think I honestly think after looking at this, you know, regardless of the fact that that Rarible's average price is so low Mm -hmm. because honestly, I'm not concerned. I would be more concerned with more people having access to these song a day songs. Like I want more, I want a higher number of owners Mm -hmm, than I mm -hmm. do, um, a higher, a higher price per thing. Right. That to me is like the, the far more important metric. Mm -hmm, Mm hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, especially as the creator and as someone who has a largely traditional audience. Exactly. One one thing that bothers me about the, um, not bothers me, but one, one thing that's worth noting about uh, a site like Rarible or OpenSea where everything is sort of aggregated and there's no yeah. like thematic um, 
there's no thematic ordering or thematic organizing is that you know your song a day is hanging out next to mm. arbitrary other thing mm-hmm. um and it's not a highly uh contextual environment for your song a day right uh tokens right and that whole experience when you when you generalize an experience across all things you miss the mark for all of them in a sense yeah um, I hear and so that. that's something i worry about around aggregators like OpenSea. Um, where like OpenSea is clearly not the place that I want to like view, like the OpenSea wallet is not the place mm-hmm. where I want to view my, my art pieces. Um, right. and it won't be for any object that they carry, which isn't, right. you know, a huge deal, but if it's something like rareable, it's the thing that your consumers are interacting with. It's what your, um, your fans are going to be using. Um, that's just like worth taking into account as well. It is. Although I will say, I don't think that there is a site that exists that. Right fixes that that other than of course the site that you helped me make right, right. That's i mean the that's, alternative is you have to build your own well but 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 i think the dream here is you know step one step one tokenize all the songs mm-hmm. step two integrate that process mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. you know into the site right um, no absolutely and i think that's the end game for that's sure. the end game, yeah. and I think, and I think that should be the end game for anyone who is. I mean, because the the next step really is for Rareable and Super Rare to make their to make APIs which make it so that artists like me integrate the nuts and bolts of like uh, right. of all this stuff. You know, the infrastructure like, is hard. The sort of like wallet stuff, the tracking the blockchain right. stuff, the caching, yeah, um, you know, the marketplace side of things. It's all like infrastructure that you know, people need and rebuilding that from scratch is, is untenable, especially for which is sort of where project. I got stuck for years. You know, right. that's where I got stuck. And it's like, I think the, the whole thing of this is just like they, they have the infrastructure. I mm-hmm. think you're absolutely right on the biggest downside, which is that, you know, like as an artist, you just want a lot of uh, creative control and exactly. you seed that away when using a platform in Completely. general and then seed it away almost entirely when using uh, a very open platform. Right. Um, right. And that's the, that's the, um, that's that's the the trade-off. That's, that's the rub. That's the trade-off. Um, you know, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I think I'll probably use Rarible just Mm -hmm. because of this, because of the number of people on there. I'm just very impressed by that, by that number. Yeah. And for now it'll have to live next to lots of, you know, memes and, uh, pixelated images of He-Man. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> like pixelated images of He-Man and like anime girls and uh, cool um, trippy GIF art. And what else are we looking at? Um, Matt Liston was right. This is deviant art. It, it literally it, it is deviant art. And so right. and like you said, you used to love deviant art. Like deviant art, yeah. you you know. But I think that's a totally fine trade off, right? Like you have to for now. One, one yeah. must do something, and you know it's 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 okay to do a, a sort of a progressive approach. It's almost always better to do something than to do nothing. Right. Right. The the thing that always gets me is I'm so scared to do this because it's like mm-hmm. I feel like I can only really do it once. Right. Can only really tokenize each song once, so that's, well, or at least for me, that's that's been my right aesthetically. Feeling. I totally get aesthetically. that. Aesthetically, yeah. right? Um, there's a there's a um, a truism, I suppose, in the startup world, which is that if you launch and no one pays attention, just launch again. Right, right, right. Just um, launch again. Yeah, because if no again. one paid attention, they won't remember. Right, 
And, yeah, and that's true. That's human true. our memories are are so incredibly short, and I think we yeah. realized that even more so over the last few years with the whole like media cycle and everything. Right, that's um, very true. But that's definitely that's in good your, advice in your in your camp when it comes to like, you know, if you're trying to craft this sort of legacy, um, yeah. you you do have the ability to like redefine that later and have that be the continuing like memory. I don't know. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's absolutely true. So. Uh, well, thank you so much for talking through this with me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sort of, I'm perseverating on it. I'm, I'm full disclosure. I'm coming down off of, uh, some anti, anti-anxiety meds, mm-hmm. Zoloft. I don't know if you ever took Zoloft or anything no. like that, but, uh, I'm coming down off of it to switch to a new medication and my brain just feels like, oh, I mush. Bet. and yeah. I just, I'm like, I'm like, so I, so those transitionary uh, periods that are absolutely the worst. Yeah, it's the worst. So I, so, so that's the state in which I'm like trying to think all this through, right, making some big um, decisions, big decisions. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, we are coming back. We we are working hard on on brand new episodes. They're going to have a completely new format. They're mm-hmm. not going to sound like this. They're going to sound totally different. We think you're really going to like them. We're talking to a lot of really great people, mm-hmm. and uh, we hope you'll join us. Yeah. And Matt, do you want to take us out with our new outro? <laughs> I wonder, Matt has a I'm, new outro I'm, for us to, to come out with. I'm really worried about how frequently we use our new outro. Um, oh, no. We're going to use it all the time. Oh, and no. So I, I, I think we might just use it even just in the middle of things. It just might, oh, might no. randomly. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, kids, get nifty. <laughs> no, I hate myself. Oh, yeah. No. You got